podcast again uh, and today what I'd like to do is to talk about stakeholder engagement. Uh, if you are a change manager or a change leader, stakeholder uh, engagement becomes very important. And the essence there would be that if you engage stakeholders, start and meet them at their level. In other words, don't just go in there and tell them these are the changes, this is how you will be involved, etc. etc. Go in there, give them first of all an overview of your intention, not the detail, but an overview of your intention and the why, the reasons why this is important. What are the issues at stake? But very important, give them your reality, but also get them to give their reality. Um, There was a wonderful project many years ago that um, I was aware of while I was doing another project on the same site. It was in the mining industry. The um, what happened there is that the uh, the mine uh, shaft, one of the shafts, had to close down because they were not making profit. They had a lot of labor relations issues, and they um, there was a lot of things going wrong. There were cities. There were physical um, abuse uh, by the foreman, uh, things like that, a lot of industrial relations issues. And then they decided to close the plant down, but then they got, just before that, uh, they got a new section manager, a new mine manager actually, shaft manager, and he, he decided to say that, look, before we close this down, let's just get to grips with what is going on here. And he, he really hired a lot of these market tents, and then he he had these, what they later called the tent sessions. We got everybody involved, huge, the unions, the staff, the foremen, everything. Um, and he, he said to them, look, let me give you my reality. This is what is happening. Um, on the ground level, on the financial side, etc., etc. I'm not going to try and convince you I'm right, but I'm going to give you my reality. And then what he did was, in those 10 sessions, he allowed everybody who wanted to say something to state their side, in other words, their reality. Um, and, and that is the way it started, just for interest sake, that uh, project eventually uh, they turned around the, um, the mine, the shaft, and they actually started making profit, sit-ins stopped, um, physical abuse obviously stopped, um, and they implemented a good communication system where every morning um, the, the manager and, and his team uh, actually communicated down what are the issues for the day, and down to the lowest level, they called it the toolbox sessions. Um, they then, the, 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 the staff, the, uh, the employees, um, then also communicated the issues upwards. And really it made for a very successful project. Um, I think if I remember correctly, they, uh, they still used an old Fanagalo name for the project, which uh, was uh, Donza Zonke, which means working together or pulling together. 
So the first thing is really to build that uh, mutual ground and the only way that you can do it is to um, get to the level of the stakeholder, understand their issues um, without being biased, build rapport and making sure that you also hear what the issues are because later on when you start strategizing about implementation it becomes very important. Um, then the second step is usually um, those stakeholders um, are not re only representing themselves as individuals, they usually have a constituency and because they represent a constituency, a group of workers, if it's organized labor, um, a, a union, etc., etc., you need to uh, allow them to caucus. And then, once they've caucused, then to come back together and say, okay, let's agree on a way forward. Let's now have a sort of a statement of intent, saying this is how we are going to go forward. Um, what you should then also do is, during that time where you engage with them, is to make sure that they have the means to participate meaningfully. Um, in that sense, um, very important, it can be anything. It can be skills like for instance, facilitation skills, uh, meeting skills, things like that. Uh, but it can also be very practical, logistical issues. I can remember in the old days when I was working for the development bank, um, I had to do a project in the old South African Kwam Schlanga. It was for unemployed people. <coughs> and really, um, I can remember it was a very cold winter's morning. I still went with jeans and tackies to the town hall um, in, in that township area. And um, I was waiting there, nobody pitched. And uh, I thought by myself, well, you know, I can see why they're unemployed. But what I did not realize was that there was a very practical thing, and that is that uh, these people wanted to be there, but they did not have transport. So eventually, when I organized transport for them, um, they were there, they were very neat, they were they were totally committed, etc., etc. But because I made assumptions about their ability to participate, in this case it was logistics, um, the project could have gone wrong. So the third issue, the first one then is to engage, build report, get to grips with the issues. The second one is to allow them to caucus with their constituencies and then come back and make a statement of intent. But in that process, uh, what you also need to do is to enable them to participate meaningfully. And then, once you've done that, you can then start engaging them in joint planning um, and syndication. I mean, that's a very good term when you look at, for instance, IT implementations. In other words, get them uh, as co um, partners in the process of designing the interventions. Uh, it doesn't take away your prerogative to manage. Allow them to influence. I have got this little um, empowerment um, hierarchy in the uh, top of my mind always, and that is to say, you know, um, do they have all the information? That's the first level. Do they understand the context of that information? and also the relevance 
of it for what we're engaging on. The third one is the one that I just mentioned. Are they empowered to participate? And then the second last one is really, are they able to influence decisions? Because this is a very important one. Is if they don't feel that irrespective of all these things that happen, they still cannot influence decisions, then you marginalize them and then you lose credibility and you will get resistance. If you can get past that, and remember, you're not giving away management prerogative, etc. You still, as the change leader, uh, need to uh, take responsibility for achieving the results, the desired future, the, uh, the new normal. But you have to have these skills, and it's not easy, because it means that you have to negotiate, you have to mobilize interest, you have to make balanced decisions, balance different interests against each other. But if you can do that, then you have real synergy. And that is really what you need with stakeholder engagement. And then when you get that, that synergy, then buy-in becomes secondary to ownership. Um, buy-in is when you um, conceptually understand the need for a project. But ownership is a stronger concept. It is when you, you and your stakeholders actually take co-responsibility for the success of this project, of this change, of the new normal. And that is really what you need to achieve at the end of the day. So um, this is my podcast for today. I will um, post a little infographic and I trust that you will listen to my podcasts in the future. Thank you.